1: Abby, someone. Abby, someone. Abby, who? Abby, normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know. I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you yeah, I gotta kick myself.
1: That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl my name. Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out.
2: I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests, classic radio shows, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, and showbiz news. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio detective adventure of Boston Blackie, but it's time now to play Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, either one or both of our two Hollywood 360 listener contestants must correctly answer more multiple-choice trivia questions about you, Jackman, than me. Lisa Wolf is our moderator. That's you, right, Lisa? Hey, it's still me, Carl. Can you prove it? Can I see your social security number?
3: I would never give that to you, Carl.
2: Lisa, please welcome our two <laughs> Hollywood 360 listener contestants.
3: Definitely. We have Christopher on the line from Ohio. Hi, hey, Christopher.
2: Hey, God say the Public, God bless you, both and hello
0: to you. Uh, hello thank
4: there. You. We're glad
3: that you're with us, and we have Don from California. Hey, Don. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm hanging hey, in there. Good. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to start the show, and we're going to start off with Christopher. Christopher, who played Hugh Jackman's rival in The Prestige? And if you know the answer, by the way, feel free to to shout it out. Uh, was it Edward Norton? Jim Caviezel? Christian Bale or Brad Pitt?
4: Total guess on this one. Um, Christian Bale.
3: That is right. And you're on the board. Good guess.
2: Way to go, Christopher.
3: Okay, Don. Hugh Jackman is starring in what movie, which just opened in theaters this week? Is it The Martian, Pan, Everest, or Steve Jobs? Oh,
4: man. That's going to be a total guess. Okay. Okay. can I
3: have them again? The Martian, Pan, Everest, Steve Jobs. I'll say Everest. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Carl, do you know? Pan. Pan is correct. <laughs> Good job. And Carl, here's your question. Okay. <laughs> this was written for you. In 2012 film adaptation of Les Miserables, Hugh Jackman played what role?
2: Jean Valjean. Jean
3: Valjean is correct, and you're on the board. That's again. 1.5, right? Yes, it is. Thank you. I didn't think you'd know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Hugo that is wrote correct. that. That is true. All right, we're starting off with Christopher. You just like to say it like that, don't you?
2: <laughs> I wish I was French, but I am not.
3: <laughs> I am not.
2: Let Mr. Robichaud. Yes, it is. Hugh, yes, G- Hugh
3: Jackman met his wife, Deborah Lee Furness, on the set of what TV She's show? She's hot,
2: that Deborah Lee Furness. <laughs> that so furnace is Jack- hot. You know so that? So Hugh
3: Jackman. So... That furnace
2: is hot. Yeah, I heard you. Hang on mm. a second.
3: There you go. All
2: right, there you go.
3: Christopher, did they meet on the set of ER, Seinfeld, A Crime Story, or Corelli? Uh,
4: this would be another total guess.
3: Oh, uh, what did- were those again? ER, Seinfeld, Crime Story, or Corelli? The
4: Crime Story.
3: Oh, so close. I'm sorry. Don, do you know? Uh,
4: okay, repeat them again.
3: ER, Seinfeld, Crime Story, or Corelli? Well, it's not Crime Story.
4: Um, uh, see, um, Seinfeld.
3: No, I'm sorry. Carl, do you know? Corelli. Corelli is correct. And Don, here's your question. What Hugh Jackman film did Steven Summers direct? Was it Van Helsing, Spider Man two, Dodgeball, or Bad Santa? What Hold do you up. think?
2: Whose question?
3: This is for Don.
2: Don, your question.
3: Oh <laughs>
4: I thought I already blew my question. Uh say say the
3: question again. Yeah, what Hugh Jackman film did Steven Summers direct? Was it Van Helsing, Spider-Man 2, Dodgeball or Bad Santa? And the question was, what Hugh Jackman film did Steven Summers direct? Oh,
4: I wouldn't have a clue. That's okay, um,
3: just give it a guess. The um
4: uh What was the choice here? Just you know, you could
2: pick A, B, C or D. Yeah.
4: All
3: right. Uh, That's a good idea. I'll take C. Okay. It's not Dodgeball. I'm sorry. Van Helsing. There you go. And Carl. Hugh Jackman won Broadway's 2004 Tony Award for Best Actor in a Musical for what play? Was it The Lion King, Cats, Fiddler on the Roof, or The Boy from Oz?
2: The Boy from Oz. The
3: Boy from Oz. He's got it. (laughs) All righty. Next round, we're starting with Christopher. Hugh Jackman has hosted which famous television show? Is it Family Feud, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Saturday Night Live, or The Daily?
4: Mm, family Feud.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, Don. Do you I know? Have said the other. Yeah, I know.
4: Okay, give me your choices again.
3: Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Saturday Night Live, or The Daily? Uh,
4: Saturday Night Live, and
3: you've got it. And, Don, who co-starred with you, Jackman in Kate and Leopold? Was it Ashley Judd, Halle Berry, Meg Ryan, or Scarlett Johansson? Oh,
4: uh, I know this one. Um, uh, say the choices again,
3: please. Ash- Ashley Judd, Halle Berry, Meg Ryan, or Scarlett Johansson?
4: Meg Ryan.
3: You've got it. Great job. Carl? In which movie did Hugh Jackman play the character Stanley Jobson? Was it Big Trouble, High Fidelity, Independence Day, or Swordfish?
2: Swordfish. You've
3: got it. Good job. Final round. Christopher, in which movie did Hugh Jackman play the character Leopold, Alexis, Elijah, Walker, Gareth, Thomas, Mountbatten? Was it Kate and Leopold, High Crimes, Fargo, or Scream 3?
4: I would guess Kate and Leopold. Yes,
3: you got it. Carl, in which no, no, movie? Don. It's
4: Don's
2: question. I'm so
3: sorry, Don. In which movie did Hugh Jackman play the character Eddie Al- Alden? Eddie Alden, is it someone like you? Along Came a Spider, Fargo, or Independence Day?
4: Oh, um, Fargo.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, Carl. Do you know? What's the first two? Someone like you, Along Came a Spider, or Independence someone Day? Someone like you. Someone like you is right, Carl. Final oh, question. All right. Which movie directed by Dominic Cena starred Sam Shepard and Hugh Jackman? Okay. Is it Ghostbusters, 12 Monkeys, The Wedding Planner or Swordfish? Um Sam hmm. Shepard and Hugh Jackman.
2: Ah. Uh, that's a good one. I I'm gonna guess swordfish. You're right. Wow! Wow! I am impressed. Okay, let's add them up. Uh, let me see here. Christopher got two. Don got one, and Carl got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and a half. Oh wow! So I don't know. I I uh, must a be a job. Hugh Jackman fan you here. Must I guess. Be. All right. Well, uh, thanks for playing the game, guys. We'll send you some fun prizes. And Lisa, great job. When thanks, we come Kyle back, out. it's Boston Blackies. Stick around.
0: And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari, brought to you by Reader's Digest.
2: Created by Jack Boyle, the fictional character of Boston Blackie was a young, handsome, well-educated gentleman who loved his fellow man, but was also a hardened criminal and safecracker who served time in a California prison like Lisa did. Rehabilitated, he decided to use his knowledge of the underworld to fight crime as an amateur detective and known as enemy. To those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend, Boston Blackie's exploits were successfully adapted to films, radio, and television. NBC brought the character to radio as a summer replacement for their RINSO-sponsored and mega-popular Amos and Andy series in 1944, with Chester Morris reprising his film role. In 1945, Broadway actor Richard Calmar took over the radio role with Maurice Tarplin as Inspector Faraday and Leslie Woods as Blackie's girlfriend Mary Wesley. Calmar brought just the right amount of sarcastic wit and charm to the character, Starring in more than 200 radio episodes between 1945 and 1950. Did you know that, Lisa? It's uh, a lot of I radio did. episodes. Sure is. Boston Blackie transitioned to television, starring likable B movie leading man Kent Taylor in 1951. One difference, though, between the TV and movie Boston Blackie was TV's Blackie sported a pencil thin mustache, sort of like you wear. Yeah, right. He solved crime while tooling around Los Angeles in a souped up convertible. With his gal pal Mary and faithful dog Whitey by his side, total of fifty-eight half-hour TV episodes were produced and syndicated from 1951 through 1953. And I think you directed some of those, right? Back
3: the in 51 the 51
2: through 53 yes, versions of Boston yes, Blackie. Did.
3: Back in my you day, you were
2: you were ahead of your time. There wasn't a lot of female directors back in the 50s, and you were you know breaking ground. That's
3: right. So I, was I in my, 30s my hat then, so.
2: off to you, Lisa. Your hat. <laughs> My hat is off to you. Your
3: hat is off to you. Yeah,
2: my hat is off to you. You've heard that before, uh,
3: haven't you? My like I take off.
2: my hat off to yeah. you. Yeah, great job directing those episodes. We have a radio version now from April eighth, nineteen 1947. It's called The Aggie Rogers Murder. It stars Richard Kalmar. And uh, Leslie Woods plays his girlfriend, Mary Wesley. I uh, spoke to Leslie Woods on the phone one time. He interviewed her via phone. And I said to her... So do you remember when you did this show and she goes, no, I don't remember that. It was like 55 years ago. What are you asking me that question for? And so that kind of put me right in my place there.
3: Right. So then yeah. what do you do after that? I, there was okay. a lot of there lot like a silence. There was like a silence.
2: There was a lot of silence. I didn't really have much more to ask. No. So I said, well, thank you for the interview. And that was about it. <laughs>
3: yeah. We'd love so, to hear that one. I'm yeah. sure it's a no, good one. No, I swear.
2: That's what she said. I, I don't you. remember. It was like 50 years ago, she said. It's hard to make it up. Oh my gosh! All right, time for Boston and Blackie, part one now of the Aggie Rogers murder. Let's tune it in.
5: Peggy, here's your food. Sister, can you hear me? Open the slot in your door. Go
6: away, Martha. I don't want any food. But you have to eat. Open the slot.
5: All right, it's open. I hope you've still left room between the boxes in there for me to push the food through. Go ahead and push it through. There's room for the food to get through. But you can't get in here. I won't come into your part of the house. Have I ever tried? If you do try, I'll kill you. This is my house. The money's mine, too. You love that money more than anything, don't you? I gave up marrying to get the money. Father
6: willed it to me if I'd never married, And you haven't married either because you want the money when I die, don't you? But my money is going to someone else. And you,
5: are to know who? Yes, I know all about that. Aggie, I'll need a few dollars again. You won't go out of the house and I have to bring you things to eat. If you weren't afraid of what would happen to you, you'd leave me here to starve, wouldn't you? Aggie, we've lived in this house together for 25 years and I've never failed to bring you your food. You want my money? Won't we ever leave here? Must we live with this filth all our lives? Are we going to die among the boxes and barrels and rags and papers? I like the house the way it is. It's safe. It's dirty and musty and damp and it smells. But I like it. I like it. And I hate you. Now go away. Go away. And don't ever talk to me. Go away. <laughs> I'll bring you some food again day after tomorrow. Keep well, dear sister.
0: <laughs> and now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend.
6: I realize I'm a complete stranger to you, Blackie, but I'm sure you're familiar with the house I'm talking about. I
7: certainly am. What did you say your name was? Uh, Oh, yes, uh, Crane. uh, Well, Mrs. Crane, I think the Rogers Mansion is one of the most famous eyesores in the city. (laughs) You say you heard one of the sisters moaning this afternoon?
6: Yes, Blackie. I was coming home from the grocery store. Oh. It was loud moaning, too, because, you know, the windows are boarded up, but I could still hear it. It it, it was eerie.
7: Well, you shouldn't have come to me, Mrs. Crane. You should have contacted
6: the police. Oh, no, I want nothing to do with the police. Nothing to do with them. Uh, But uh, I'm sure if I came to you, you might investigate. Uh, You could uh, creep into the house at midnight.
7: uh... I have no right to break into the Rogers' home just because you heard one of the sisters moaning, Mrs. Crane.
6: Oh...
7: But I'll do what you should have done. Call the police. At what time did you hear this morning?
6: Oh, about an hour ago. It was so mysterious.
7: Well, if one of the sisters is in trouble, I don't suppose it's too late to help huh?
6: Oh, isn't this exciting, Blackie?
7: Not very. I suppose you don't want me to mention your name to the police.
6: Oh, I'd rather you didn't. It's more mysterious this way.
7: Oh, fine.
6: Hello, Faraday speaking
7: Hello, Inspector, this is Blackie Goodbye Now, wait a minute, Faraday This isn't for your department But I thought you might want to contact the right one
1: What?
7: There may be trouble in the Rogers' mansion
1: There may be There's been trouble in that house for 25 years There's been nothing but trouble in there Since those two sisters locked themselves in
7: Well, one of them might be in trouble, Faraday I happen to know someone heard moaning in the building a couple of hours ago
1: Moaning, huh? Maybe one of the old girls is dying
7: That's what I think, too you better contact the emergency squad and maybe get out there yourself. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, I wouldn't think of it. But uh, pick me up on your way out, will you?
1: No use, boys. No one's going to answer the door. I guess we'd better bust the door down, eh, Dugan? Sure. Bust it down and get sued by the Rogers sisters? No, thanks. I got a wife and kids at home. I need my job on the police force. Well, here comes Faraday from Homicide. Maybe he's got an idea. Uh, how are you, Inspector? Hello, Dugan. Oh, who's the lad with you, Inspector? A rookie cop? <laughs> Thanks, officer. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> no offense meant, Blackie. You know that. Hey, Blackie, how about you opening the door for us? You're pretty good with locks. What's the matter? Nobody answer when you knock? No, uh, doesn't seem to be anybody home, Inspector. Have you heard any morning? No, Blackie, not a sound.
7: Huh. Faraday, maybe we'd better force our way in. Without a warrant? Well, if I open the door, you can always go in to investigate. After all, there was moaning in the house a little while ago. Yeah, I know, uh, but Maybe should...
1: if we look the other way, Inspector.
7: I guess we'd better.
1: All right, boys. Okay. And okay. right. hey, look, uh, what's that across the street? I don't see anything. How can you be so dumb, Dugan? Oh. Maybe it's catching, Faraday. <laughs> Shut up, both of you. <laughs> uh, hurry up,
7: Blackie. <laughs> Doors open, boys. I trust no one looked, because... How I open locks is my secret.
1: No one looks, Blackie. It was... Holy now, mackerel. What do you know? Look at the junk piled up there inside that door. Yeah, what is this place? A home or a
7: warehouse? Uh, uh, we can't get through that pile of junk. I think we can if we crawl. Here's a sort of a tunnel under the junk. Uh, follow me. I'll go right behind no, Blackie, boys. You, know, uh, you better
1: leave one of your men here, Dugan. Yeah, okay. Frank, Frank you stand guard. You uh, come with me, Carver. Right. Hey,
7: what was that? I tripped over a wire in here and loosened those boxes. Must have been a booby
1: trap. Blackie, you hurt? Do I sound it? Oh, but it's so dark in here. Gets... Hey, Blackie, what did you run into that time? It sounded like he knocked over a pile of junk. Hey, Blackie! Blackie! Inspector Black, Barney! Inspector! Holy mackerel, Carpenter, go for help. Blackie and Inspector sound like they've run into trouble. <laughs>
2: I'm worried. Something's happening here with Boston Blackie, Lisa. There's
3: some trouble going on I hope there. he's going
2: to be okay.
3: Well, I don't know. We'll have to wait am, and see. I am.
2: Look at me. I'm nervous.
3: You're always here. nervous.
2: I'm nervous over you're, here.
3: You're you know stressful kind yeah. of a guy. This
2: show was broadcast from New York. See, there were some shows that were broadcast out of New York and some out of the West Coast, even some from uh, the, the Midwest in Chicago. Most of the shows that we hear on on Hollywood 360 were, were uh, L.A.-based. But every once in a while, a New York-based show like this, Boston Blackie. All of these actors were from uh, New York City, and uh, yeah, Richard Calmar, who was married to Dorothy Kilgallen, very famous news uh, columnist. Uh, she was like the Barbara Walters of her day. All right, we have another uh, Hugh Jackman uh, movie clip here. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. How ready are you? Though? I am as ready Super as I ready? could possibly be. All right, be. so this is a 2001 action crime thriller. Take a listen.
1: Tick Dog Day Afternoon, for example. Arguably Pacino's best work. Short of Scarface and Godfather Part One, of course.
2: All right, if you know what movie this is, call us toll-free 855-360-H360 and win some fun prizes.
1: Tick Dog Day Afternoon, for example. Arguably Pacino's best work. Short of... Scarface and Godfather Part
2: One, of course. All right, so this is a movie with Hugh Jackman and a host of other great actors. Give us a call, toll free 855 360 H360. We'll be right back.
0: Now, back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood
2: 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, Lisa Wolf. Uh, you are Lisa Wolf, last time yes, I checked, right? I
3: am still and,
2: Lisa Wolf. And uh, here, I want to check your fingerprints. Yep, you are Lisa Wolf. And uh, I'm Carl Amari.
3: Are you sure I'm I am still the, Carl Amari. Yes,
2: I am. I'm going to pull, watch, I'll pull the mask off. See, look, underneath. Uh, it's still you. Halloween's coming. We're going <laughs> to play some scary Halloween shows pretty yep. soon, right? Yep. We always do that.
3: Yes, you we do. You like that. And you never like to dress You're up. You're wearing, I know. You,
2: you got like skeletons on your. Uh, <laughs>
3: it's a sweatshirt. It's not
2: red skeleton. No, that's
3: Because that's red Skeleton. No, but you have
2: re- you have some skeletons on your shirt, so you're getting uh, ready for Halloween I, a little early. I'm getting
3: in the spirit. Yeah, very
2: good. All right, here is a Hugh Jackman film, 2001 action crime thriller. tiktok Dog
1: Day Afternoon, for example. Arguably, Pacino's best work,
4: short of Scarface and Godfather Part One, of course.
2: All right, uh, let's go out to Wisconsin. Check in with Dave. Hi, Dave. How are you?
4: Most satisfactory.
2: Oh, very good. Nice to talk to you, my friend.
4: Greetings and salutations, Same to
2: you. Same to you. So, uh, listen, Dave, what do you think? Do you know this movie?
4: It was uh, Scar... uh, Oh,
2: you almost... uh, I know what they were talking about. uh,
4: They were talking about... That was uh, Swordfish.
2: Swordfish.
4: John Travolta was the uh, person speaking.
2: That's right. John Travolta. Very good. Who else was in this movie? Do you know?
4: Holly Berry.
2: Yes, Holly Berry. Uh, Hugh Jackman, of course. Yes. Don Cheadle, yes. Carl Amari, Lisa oh. Wolf. We were in this, right? In the our version, the version that we watched <laughs> in our head. Yeah, we were in our in head. There, right. <laughs> All right. So uh listen, Dave, you're a winner, my friend. Way to go! You're gonna win some fun prizes. Sound good? Shiny, as they say in the, the movie Serenity. Yes, they do. Well, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Dave knew it, Lisa.
3: He always knows. Dave knows. knows.
2: It. He's a smart, smart he knows man. His stuff. He knows this stuff. And, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is the second film in which John Travolta makes a reference to the film Dog Day Afternoon. We just played part of the opening scene there where he discusses the film in great detail. And in Saturday Night Fever, he impersonates Al Pacino, remember? I
3: did.
2: Yeah. right? When he's yep. chanting in the film. So, uh, kind of a nice little trivia.
3: Yeah. Did good.
2: I did good on this trivia, right? Lisa, what yeah. do I get? If, would I get a gold star for you
3: this?
2: You get a B. I don't. No, a star. Do I get a gold star? You get a B. Oh, I wanted a star. <laughs> Sorry. I you have to work to, a little I harder. I like gold stars.
3: Yeah, star right, maybe. <laughs> let's get
2: back to Boston Blackie.
7: Can you Can you get out this way, party?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so, Blackie. Brother, what fell on
7: us? The whole house? No, but I... A room full of junk, Dave. Uh, Guess I was knocked out for a while. I know I was. Hey, where are we now? Huh. We're well, out right on the other side of the pile of junk we first crawled under.
6: Hello! Uh, Hello!
7: Hey, that's Dugan's voice.
5: Hello!
6: Andy?
7: Yeah?
6: You all right? Like it will you?
7: Yes, we're both all right. Where are you? We
6: have a stand in the house. We couldn't get
1: through that way after everything fell down. Find anything where you are? Nothing but more junk. Well, keep looking over there. Blackie and I will see what we can find over here. Meet you later.
3: Okay.
1: Here's the door, Faraday. Should we try this direction? Yeah, might as well. There's nothing but barrels and boxes on either side of it.
7: Oh. what? Hmm. Turn away, Faraday. Okay. Brother, you sure made that fast. Oh, it was just a simple door, huh? <laughs> Will-on. Another door. unlocked, yeah, lock. And more junk. Well, keep looking at the junk.
1: Look, it's so dark in here, I can hardly
7: see anything anyway. Hey, at least we're coming to where it's lighter. Yeah, but the junk is getting heavier. There's another door. Hmm. Look, Faraday. Eh? There's a sliding panel in it. Slide from this side? No, from the other.
1: All right, go ahead. I'm not looking.
7: Well, we've come all the way to one end of the house, Faraday, the window, and... Uh Uh-oh. I see it, too, Blackie. He looks dead. He is, too, Faraday, from a blow on the head. There was moaning in here, after all. Oh. The woman probably
1: didn't die right away. I guess that's the boys. Yeah, Dugan and Dugan and Carpenter must be coming this way and
7: having trouble, too. I wonder which one of the sisters this is. This was Aggie, the older one, according to the pictures, I remember. This is the one who owned all the property and had all the money. Oh, yeah. The one who never came out of the house. Well, when we find the other one, what's the name? We'll, uh... I think her name is Martha, isn't it? Oh, uh, he's Dugan. Maybe he's bringing Martha with him. Well, if he is, our case is closed. This woman was murdered.
1: Her sister is the only one who could have killed her. Holy mackerel. I've never seen so much junk in one house at all, Mike. Hey, is that woman dead?
7: Yes. Did you find the other sister in your part of the house?
1: No, but we've been through an awful lot of junk trying to get here. The other sister isn't in the house? Not unless she's about a foot square and hiding in one of these boxes. I know why, too. Lucky coming up here, you said a woman told you she heard mourning in this house. Why didn't you bring that woman with you? Because while I was talking to you on the phone, she skipped out. Oh, no, she didn't. You didn't bring her with you because I woman...
7: know what you're thinking. She called herself Vivian Crane, but I think if we find her, we'll find not only the missing sister, but this mystery's missing link.
1: Paper, mister? Yeah, i have one over here Okay, paper Paper, lady? Yes, please Hi yes. Here they are, they're all late Paper, Get Hello, son Paper, mister? No You know what this badge means? Yeah, you're a cop, huh? Uh-huh Faraday's the name Are you Robert Perkins? Yeah, that's me I want to talk to you, son. Sir, but I haven't done yeah, anything. I... Someone else has. You're just about to benefit from it. Close up this stand, son. See, I can't do that. One Rogers sisters I was killed there. this afternoon. She left her entire fortune to you.
7: Yes, who is it? Telegram from Mrs. Perkins.
5: Oh, I thought you were one of those reporters. I'm sick and tired of talking to newspaper men.
7: Mrs. Lawrence Perkins? Yes, where's my telegraph? Oh, there isn't one, Mrs. Perkins, but there's my foot inside the door.
5: Oh, another report. No,
7: I'm Boston Blackie. Oh, get out of here! What? it just this minute, getting here? I
5: don't want to answer any questions. Everybody's been asking me questions today, ever since the police discovered Agatha Rogers' will. You want to know why that Roger's woman left everything to my son? That's it. Well, she was in love with my late husband before I married him. Now will you get out?
7: If you'll just answer right. one.
5: Right, you first, oh, yes, now you the say. police... Well, Inspector oh,
7: Faraday... Blanky, do you have to beat me to everything? Well, I don't have to. I just do. Who's the boy? Mother, this policeman says I've inherited a lot of money. That answers my question.
5: Yes, you have, Robert. But we're not going to accept it. Well, I won't let you take money from that crazy old woman. But Mother, I don't... Uh, know. Look, Robert, Mrs. Bergen.
1: Martha Rogers is missing. Do you have any idea where she might be hiding?
5: Listen, I'll have you understand. We're not in any way connected with the crazy Rogers women. Never saw either of them. Now get out of here.
1: That means you, Faraday, and
5: you too. I see
7: what you mean.
1: Well, we've got no search warrant. Let's go, Blackie.
5: Mother, why are you so... Quiet, oh, yes, Robert. Come on, oh,
7: Faraday. Let's go. I'm way ahead of you. We... Goodbye, Mrs. Perkins.
5: Goodbye, and don't ever come back. Mother, I oh, wish Robert. you would...
7: Well, Faraday, I suppose you know what to do next. <laughs> of course. Sure I do. Hey,
0: <laughs> What? Oh. Aggie and Martha Rogers are two recluse sisters who have lived alone in a junk-filled house for 25 years. A woman who calls herself Vivian Crane goes to Boston Blackie and claims she heard moans in the house one day. Blackie and the police break into the house to find Aggie Rogers dead, killed by a blow in the head. But Martha Rogers is missing. In her will... Aggie Rogers left the entire family fortune to Robert Perkins, a newsboy. But Robert's widowed mother says she wants no part of the money. As we return to our story, two detectives are on the Sea Island Ferry looking for the missing mother.
1: They're going to search the Rogers home we busted into yesterday, Carpenter. You think they'll find the missing sister? I wish they would, Dugan, or I'm going to get picked up for staring at middle-aged women. We've <laughs> been riding this ferry for hours, and I've been eyeing them all day. Fine job for a couple of cups. Yeah. Yeah, we would have to be looking for a dame in her 50s, wouldn't we? Uh... Holy mackerel, why couldn't Martha Rogers be 19? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> Holy mackerel, Captain! look, huh? there's a dame starting to jump off the ferry. Let's get her. Hey, I know, turtle looking down at the water. Yeah, and then up at us... Yes, let's grab her, quick. Oh, no, lady. Oh, no, you don't.
4: You won't me. Holy mackerel, carpenter. We're going to be too late. Oh, no, we're not. Get,
6: get, 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 get got you, lady. Go on, please. Let's go. Oh, I'll let's give you a hand, carpenter. It's okay. No,
1: come on, please. I? Let, I got me. let me jump. You'll be all right. Holy mackerel, carpenter. You know who this is? I got an idea. She's Martha Rogers. Okay, now now we'll stop struggling if please. I let you go, lady.
6: Oh, Oh, oh yes. Yes, I might as well now.
1: Okay. Makes you say you might as well, lady.
6: Oh, because you know who I am and the police are looking for me. I call myself Vivian Crane, but I'm really Martha Rogers.
1: You killed your sister, didn't you, Miss Rogers?
6: No, no, I didn't, I tell you, I didn't. She was dead when I got home. Yeah,
1: that's your story. Uh, Dugan, any sign of Blackie yet? No, but I'm watching for him. I want him in my office as soon as he gets here. He said he'd be right down when I called him. Good. Now, look, Miss Rogers. Why did you go to Boston, Blackie, with a story about hearing moans as you passed that house?
6: Oh, because I didn't want to go to the police. I was afraid the police would say I killed her.
1: Well, you did kill her, didn't you?
6: No, I told you. I found her dead. What
1: did you been doing before you came home and found her?
6: Oh. I'd been at the grocer's. Ask them there. They'll tell you I was there. I
1: don't have to ask them. I checked and I already know you were there. And I know at what time, too.
6: I was there at noon. I didn't get home till, uh, well, 1.30 or 2.
1: Yeah.
6: I, I bought a great many things. Oh, so many. And the store was crowded. Very crowded.
1: Here comes Blackie, Inspector Faraday. Oh, thanks, Dugan.
7: Come on in, Blackie. You found the missing Miss Rogers, are here.
1: Yeah, and I want you to have a look at her. Is this the woman who came to you and told you she heard moans in the
7: Rogers' house? That's right, but she called herself Vivian Crane.
6: Oh, I had to, Blackie. I didn't want to get mixed up with the police.
7: Yeah, so you told me. Blackie, she's got an alibi
1: for the time Maggie Rogers was killed.
6: Of course I have. I've done nothing wrong. It was foolish to try and run away, but now I'm rich. You'll have to let me go free. I get all of Aggie's money now.
7: You don't read newspapers, apparently, so you wouldn't know about your sister's will, huh? Faraday, don't release the news that you found, Miss Rogers. And as for you, Miss Rogers, I'm afraid you're due for disappointment and the rest of us are due for a surprise. Robert. Yes, sir? This is the room where Aggie Rogers was murdered. (laughs) You say you've never seen this room before?
2: I've never been in this house before, Blackie. Never even in this neighborhood,
5: have I, mother. Oh, of course not. I don't know why Blackie insisted on bringing you here.
7: Right now, I don't know either, Mrs. Perkins.
5: <laughs> Blackie, my son didn't kill that
2: Agatha Rogers. He
7: had a good reason to want her dead. In fact, he had thousands of reasons, all
2: dollars. Blackie, I didn't kill that woman. I never saw her in my life and never even knew about her. And I certainly didn't know she was going to leave me any money.
5: Blackie, I never told him Aggie was in love with the man I married. I didn't want him to know about the Rogers girls or about any of this or anything.
7: Well, he knows all about it now. Let's go into the next room. Be careful where you step, Robert. Why? Well, one false step and a barrel of junk falls down on you. This way. Yes, yeah. passageway oh. between these barrels. Yes, careful. Sir. Right. Don't wander away, Mrs. Perkins. Well,
5: I won't be far. Let's get this over with and go
0: home. And to think people lived in filth like oh. this! Oh,
5: gosh, oh, I you did right? it,
7: Robert. I told you to be careful. Are you all right, Mrs. Perkins?
5: Oh, certainly. You can see I'm all right. Oh, Robert, now really, you're so clumsy. I,
7: I'm sorry. It wasn't his fault, Mrs. Perkins. This whole place is booby trapped. Oh, but let's keep moving. Oh, really?
5: Ridiculous women they must have been. They have a house all littered with junk like this. Blackie, let's get out of here.
0: <laughs> oh, get out, Mother, but I can't get through this stuff, too.
5: Oh, geez, <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> <What was that? laughs>
7: Just another Where booby trap. I stepped on that oh,
5: one. Oh, my. Mother.
7: Well, we're almost out. <laughs> it's getting dark. We'd better call this off till tomorrow.
5: Oh, now must you drag my son through this horrible place again? <laughs> What were you looking for, Blackie?
7: All I'll tell you, Mrs. Perkins, is that I've found it.
0: Blackie, if Mother and I aren't being held for anything, why have we had to sit in Inspector Faraday's
7: office for so long? Sorry to inconvenience you, Robert. We're waiting for Faraday to bring in a certain woman. Oh, I'm here they are now.
1: Come on in, Miss Rogers. Maybe this you time me. you'll talk.
5: But I've told you everything. Everything. This is Miss Rogers, the missing sister, Blackie?
7: Yes, Mrs. Perkins. But the police withheld the news, at my suggestion. All right, Blanky,
1: here's Miss Rogers. Now, what makes you think facing Mrs. Perkins and her son will make a talk?
7: I'm sure what's about to happen will make Miss Rogers talk, Faraday. But I'll have to talk first. Well, go ahead, Blabbermouth. Miss Rogers, have you ever seen these people before?
6: No, I haven't. Should I have?
7: Well, this is Mrs. Lawrence Perkins, the woman who married the man your sister Aggie was in love with. Oh. And this is her son, By the terms of your sister Aggie's will, the entire Roger's fortune went to Lawrence Perkins at his death through his heir. The boy here is his heir, Robert Perkins.
6: You mean my sister left all her money to this boy?
7: All her money and all the Roger's property. You didn't know that, did you?
6: No, I I didn't. I I didn't. I I thought... Uh,
7: You thought that everything would come to you. That's why you killed your sister, didn't
6: you? No, no, I didn't kill her. I mean... Miss
7: Rogers, there's no question about it. Aggie Rogers was murdered for her money. If you thought the money was coming to you, you had a motive for killing her. Oh,
6: no, Blackie, now let me
7: finish I... and maybe make you feel better, at least for a moment. Uh-huh. Robert here says he didn't know the money was coming to him. But he may be lying. Robert. Yes, sir? You had a motive for killing Aggie Rogers, too, you know. But I didn't kill her, Blackie. I'd never been in that house until this afternoon. And I didn't know the money was coming to me. He might be telling the truth, Blackie. I think he is, Faraday. And I think Miss Rogers is telling the truth, too. Well, partly, anyhow. What? Just whose side are you on? The right side, Faraday. And with Robert and Miss Rogers eliminated as suspects, only Mrs. Perkins is left.
5: What? Oh, well, now you're being utterly ridiculous. I'm being
7: utterly logical, Mrs. Perkins. First of all... As Lawrence Perkins' mother, you might have known that he was going to inherit from Aggie Rogers.
5: I... Well, how could I have known that? Those two women were crazy living in that filthy cluttered home.
7: Maybe they were crazy, Mrs. Perkins, but one of them was very clever. Clever enough to kill the other and almost get away with it.
5: Well, then don't look at me. Look at that woman there. She's Martha Rogers. Oh, I only said that. I'm not Martha Rogers.
7: I quite agree with you, Mrs. Crane. You aren't Miss Rogers.
1: Look, what's going on here? If this woman isn't Miss Rogers, who
7: is? Mrs. Perkins is Martha Rogers, Faraday. Mrs. Mrs. Perkins is Miss Rogers, sister of Aggie Rogers, and she's the killer of Aggie Rogers.
5: Oh, well, you have no reason to believe I'm Martha Rogers. This is only guesswork.
7: It's awful good guesswork, though. But there's another thing that convinces me that you're Martha Rogers. Oh, there is? When I took you and your son through the Rogers' home, who touched off booby traps? I did. Robert did. So? So. I knew Robert here hadn't been in the house before. He touched off several booby traps. So did I. But you, Miss Rogers, because you are Miss Rogers, failed to set off a single trap.
1: It is impossible to move around that house without setting off a trap. Unless you know your way around. Blackie, I hate to admit it. I think I've been holding the wrong
7: woman.
5: I'm telling you that I'm Mrs. Perkins, widow of Lawrence Perkins and this boy's mother.
7: Yes, you are, Mrs. Perkins. But you're also Martha Rogers. <laughs> but don't worry. Even if you have led a double life, you can be punished only once.
0: Hey, Dugan.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Remember last night when we were on this same ferry? Holy mackerel, do I. I'll say I do, Carpenter. That woman tried to jump overboard and then tried to tell us she was Martha Rogers. Smart dame. When she heard Martha Rogers was missing, she got the bright idea that she'd be Martha Rogers and collect her sister's dough. And if you ask me, the smart dame was that real Martha Rogers. Because she killed her sister? Ah, what's smart about that? Well, holy mackerel, it was almost genius. For 25 years, she's been known as Mrs. Lawrence Perkins. Nobody knew she was Martha Rogers, too. She never lived in the house with Aggie. Just came three times a week to bring food. Huh? She knew she wasn't getting any dough as Martha Rogers. But as Mrs. Lawrence Perkins, she was getting all the dough through her son. She tried to throw us off by pretending she didn't want the money. Listen, if you ask me, Dugan, the only smart person is Robert Perkins. He didn't do anything but tell the truth, and he got Aggie's dough. Holy mackerel, that's right. (laughs) But while we're handing out bouquets, let's toss one to Boston Blackie. Brother, did he trap that murdering sister?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's my favorite detective show of all time, Lisa. Boston Blackie. And uh, over 200 episodes with Richard Kalmar. We talked about him. Uh, he was married to Dorothy Kelgallen. He did a morning breakfast show with Dorothy uh, on WOR Mutual called Breakfast with Dorothy and Dick. I have a bunch of those episodes.
3: I would love to hear that. They're
2: just kind of sitting around the table, you know, the breakfast table, and you hear the clinking of the dishes and the glasses and things, and they're just talking about the Great White Way and, you know, Broadway and this play they went to and this restaurant they went to. sounds just like me. He's smoking a cigarette, (laughs) you know, and they're just having their, you know, and then there's the maids all around bringing them eggs and Um, and it was super, super Super popular. popular, Like everybody was listening to it back in the, uh, I think it was like in the late 40s, early 50s. It was called Breakfast with Dorothy and Dick. And I think it was, uh, only, I think it was only like a half hour show. Maybe it was an hour in the morning. And literally it was on their kitchen table in their Park Avenue penthouse. The WOR engineers would come in at like five in the morning and set up the microphones. They'd get up. He'd be in his robe. She'd be in her robe. They'd sit around, you know, and do this morning radio show. And we're making a fortune doing it. So it was like, even though their marriage was not very good, was really on the rocks most of the time, they didn't they didn't want to give up the show because it was like a big payday for them.
3: Yeah. Well, it worked, obviously. Yeah. So,
2: so um, but that's Boston Blackie, April 8th, 1947, the Aggie Rogers murder starring Richard Kalmar. And it's heard on ABC. Let's take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. Hollywood 360 with Carl
0: Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest.
2: All right. In our next hour, we're going to tune into Orson Welles and his radio. Uh, he had a radio series called The Lives of Harry Limely, so that was based on his movie, The Third Man. The Third Man was such a popular movie that uh, they decided, hey, Let's do a prequel to that because he dies in the movie. So they thought, hey, let's do a prequel and do a radio show. So they called it The Lives of Harry Lyme. Harry Lyme was the character he played in The Third Man. But before that, we're going to tune in to uh, uh, some movie reviews with our own Sarah Adamson, national movie critic. We're going to talk about Everest and also meet the Patels. Good comedy, really interesting comedy. I think you'll like that.
3: Is it interesting, Carl?
2: It's very interesting. Interesting,
3: your new favorite word. We'll
2: also have another uh, Hugh Jackman movie clip. Hugh right. Hugh Hugh
3: Jackman. Hugh
2: Jackman. A movie clip. That's all in our next hour here on Hollywood three sixty. So uh stick around. Why go anywhere else? We have much more coming your way.